It's time for the Fun Size Show! Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome back to the Fun Size Show, the Fun Size Podcast. I'm Ken Mills, your host here today, and today I am joined by Brian Cramp. Hey, what's up? Host of the Cheap Talk Show with me which is all about Cheap Trick, and the famous Rock and or Roll podcast. Welcome to the Fun Size Show, sir. Hello, Ken. Thank you for finally having me on the Fun Size Show. (laughs) Well, there's a waiting list. What can I tell you? Yeah, yeah. When you are as wildly successful as the Fun Size Show is, you know, you've got to wait your turn. And today, it is your turn, sir. Awesome. Glad to be here. What do you like about the Fun Size Show? And while you're at it, anything you don't like about it? I need feedback, Brian. I think it could use a better host, but overall it's pretty, it's a good concept. Right. I, I, <laughs> well, you know, I took after David Lee Roth. Great because, logo. <laughs> great logo, yes. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> but David Lee Roth is one of my heroes, and he prophesied once that he would be America's number one game show host, so I'm... I'm working my way towards that, right? He could have been a great game show host. There's still time. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, they're doing all those revivals on ABC. You know, $100,000 Pyramid, Match Game. Get one for uh, David Lee Roth. I think it could work. Yeah, what was that one with the uh, whammies? You could just hear him go, Oh! Whammy! Woo! <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see that working. There's still time. ABC, Love get Connection. On it. Love Connection would be a good one for David Lee Rasta. Well, let me ask you to a question. <laughs> At what point did you realize that this was about love? You know, Is Love Connection the one that had the actual serial killer on the show? I can't remember, but that was the one that always said, we'll be back in two and two with Chuck Woolery. But I, that would yeah. be great. And they could have, so is this love, as the theme song. That would be really cool. I think it was the dating game that had the serial killer on. I don't know. You're obsessed with serial killers. <laughs> Today on the Fun Size Show, we have our standard game here where I have 10 questions and 3 guesses to try to ascertain the mystery artist and song that you have chosen. Correct. You ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. Now, now, you you swear this was like a hit? Yeah, it was number seven. Oh on wow! Billboard. Well, don't give to, anything away. Don't give anything away. I tried to pick a song that I thought you'd have a chance at getting, and there would be good clues, you know, in the questions probably. So. All right, so here we go. Brian Cramp, could you please put your mystery artist and song in the panel before you log it? Log the information in there. Boop boop beep beep boop boop. <laughs> Very good. All right, lock and loaded. Here we go. Brian Cramp, are you ready to play the Fun Size Show? Yes, I'm ready. Cue that intense bass thinking music. (laughs) All right, here we go. I personally think you're going to try and stump me, so uh, we will see. Uh, But I guess that's the game, right? So here we go. What decade did this song become a hit? The 80s. The 80s, wow. Wow. Well, that really narrows it down, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What genre of music would you say that this hit was from? Um, (laughs) Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Uh, It's a, yeah, hmm, genre. Yeah, I guess that's the best 
Because, you know, that's that could be anything, right? Because, like, there are a lot of stuff that started out, like... Like, for example, I would say that the Cars were a new wave band, and by the end of it, they were a rock band. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, this is not new wave. Right. But... Genres doesn't always give you much, so... Right. It's not heavy metal. <laughs> it's definitely not heavy metal. It's not new wave. It's not... So, yeah, it's just a rock and roll song, I guess. But it's, um... Mm-hmm. The artist, the artist would have fallen more in like the, well, I don't know. <laughs> Is this a band or a solo artist or a duo? It's a solo artist who used to be in a duo. Solo artist who used to be in a duo. Yeah. Oh my God. So now my mind is just racked with all the different famous duos throughout time there's the the mighty hollow notes which to our generation there's something sacred about them like them or not you got to give them their due right then you got the righteous brothers you got simon and garfunkel stuff like that Mm-hmm. was there a huge video for this song no no it was a little before videos mm. i don't remember i mean i don't remember there being a video well, this cuts out Paul Simon's "You Can Call Me Out" because that was a really huge video. So that yeah, yeah. So that's that that negates that as a possibility. All right. So there was no video, right? There might have been some kind of video eventually, but this was before it came up before MTV. Oh wow! So it's the '80s, but we're talking like '80, 80, '81, '82, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I guess that really narrows it down if it's be- 80s but before MTV. Yeah, but still, that's three years. Do you realize yeah. how many songs come out every <laughs> week? You know, it's, yeah. Is this a male or a female? Male. Okay, question five. What country is this person from? The United States. Six. So, someone that was famous for being in a duo... Prior to this. Well, you didn't say that necessarily. You said someone that was in a duo. Yeah. And they were famous. Relatively. Yeah. What style of music would this be? Style. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of different styles just within the one song. So, it's hard to say what style. Like I said, it's, uh... There's several different styles in one song. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's upbeat, and there's some acoustic guitars, but there's lots of uh, different vocal things going on. Or, well, that's that that'll throw you off. There's just several different parts to the song. It's a it's a big arrangement. Wow, big arrangement, big arrangement. Yeah, that might throw you off too. It, it's kind of a, a oddly arranged song. It's got these changes that all in one song that. It, that are very different. There's different parts of the song that are very different from each other. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Man, you picked a good one. <laughs> hmm. Someone that was in a duo. Was this person ever also in a big band? No. Because, like, for example, you take Stevie Nicks, right? She was in Fleetwood Mac, but she was also in that duo with just her and Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, no, this guy was, was in a duo. That's He first got famous in the duo, but then he became even more famous once he went out on his own. Left the other guy behind. 
Very much so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I would say George Michael from Wham, but that they had huge videos. MTV was definitely a thing by the time that Wham hit, right? Yeah, yeah, the duo was in the 70s. And then as you've already figured out, this song is early 80s, you know? Wow. There's so much music going on back then, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was just crazy. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Try not to use up all my questions. I'm trying to, to think of everything. There's so many people that, that spun off, though. That's one thing that was crazy about the 80s, was the way these people that were that were from the 70s had this big success in the 80s. You know, something that would not happen. I've thought about that. Like, in this day and age, mm-hmm. like, could you imagine somebody who was a star in, like, the early 2000s would all of a sudden now become a huge star? <laughs> like, like, somebody... Like the guy from Stained, the singer from Stained, all of a sudden, is just this massive star with like new songs now. You right. Know? Right. Well, the closest I can think of as of lately is the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius Rucker. Like he had a whole entire different career, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in country. Yeah. Yeah. So there's things like that that happened. But it was weird because there was everything that was going on in the 70s had to be reinvented if it were going to survive you know you take a look at like bands like yes for example that wound up with an entire whole new career right yeah or you got a guy like steve winwood who you know the what happened with him in the 80s even though he went all the way back to the spencer davis group Mm -hmm. yeah so this is one of those guys who was successful in the 70s but then in the 80s you know had the steve winwood thing going on Right. Was there an unusual style of dress that was associated with this <laughs> song? Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, I don't remember a video. Yeah, but I mean, there's like if this person was on solid gold. <laughs> no, I don't think he'd really be. No, no, not the dress. Maybe the facial hair. <laughs> really? No, that'll just throw you off, too. Well, now I'm thinking Kenny Rogers and Kim Carnes. <laughs> yeah, but Kenny wasn't in a duo. Yeah, what was the name of the condition my is in or whatever? I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah. What was that group called? Kenny Rogers in the first edition. They were the first edition. Then they became Kenny Rogers in the first edition. And then they became unemployed. <laughs> rest in peace kenny rogers ah okay so let's let's go through the the the, what what we know it's a it's a guy who was in a duo in the 70s became famous again on his own Mm. kenny loggins that's i guess yeah that's correct i got it you got the artist. Oh, okay. I've got like, I think three questions left, right? Something like that. Mm. Oh, gosh. There's so many great songs from Kenny Loggins. Oh. And I know you, you love a great song. It's, it's one thing that I respect about you. You love a great song. 
and he had so many great ones around this time. This is it, and one of my favorites. I'm all right. That's such a great song. Ah, uh, there were so many movie songs that came out of this guy. He became the movie guy. So I'm going to guess that this is I am all right. The theme from the fantastic, fantabulous movie Caddyshack. Am I right, B.J. Cramp? You are correct, sir. Yes, I did it. <laughs> Wow, what a great song choice. What is it that that makes you love this song? I've always loved this song since I was a little kid. Probably one of the first songs I liked. Because, you know, when I think back, I think the first songs that I was a fan of were from movies. Because there wasn't really a lot of music in my house. My parents didn't really listen to music. So I think my first exposure to songs that I really, you know liked were from movies that i saw at, you know when i was young and so definitely this song from caddyshack probably one of the first songs that really got my attention you know mm-hmm. well without any further ado or further ado, brian cramp would you please introduce the artist and song okay from caddyshack one of the funniest movies ever made uh came out in 1980 and this was actually a top 10 hit made it the number seven by kenny loggins it's i'm all right
what a fun song. And you were right. There's a lot of weird shit going on in this song. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing to love about it, though. I love all the different changes. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting song. It's really weird. It's got like 50s doo-wop kind of thing going on with the background vocals. And then you've got this weird <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> Which makes you instantly think of that little gopher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you said, what genre is it in? <laughs> what the hell genre is that song? It's its own genre, you know? <laughs> well, kind of walk us through it. You know, describe what's going on in the song. Well, it starts out kind of like acoustic, and but it's got a great rhythm to it, and it's just got that hook. But then, you know, it goes into like these kind of orchestrated parts with lots of different vocal melodies you know so i don't know it builds into these different parts but it always kind of goes back to that original you know it's one of those songs that doesn't really have a verse chorus verse arrangement it's almost like the i'm all right part is the chorus but that's also the first part of the song you hear Mm -hmm. well i guess the verse is that do what you do what you know you know it goes into that but then it goes into like catch you later part it's like something to run Yeah, there's all these different crazy parts. You know, Eddie Money is singing on some of those parts. That's what I heard. You can hear him in some of it, like just certain lines that he he does. It's insane. This song is crazy. And it's crazy good. Bruce Botnick produced it, and I think he was Eddie Money's producer, at least the first Eddie Money album. Because oh. actually, Tom Werman had told me that Tom Werman was going to produce the first Eddie Money album, but then he wanted to do Cheap Trick instead. Mm-hmm. And then he got Bruce Botnick to take his place. That's what it was. Very good. Well, I won. Yeah. Are you surprised? No, but I thought I figured once I figured you would ask you usually ask if it was in a movie or on a soundtrack and that would have been one good clue. I wanted to pick something, you know, that was at least you could at least probably figure out, you know. I mean, Kenny Loggins could do like a literal greatest hits of his songs that were used in movies, right? There's not many artists that can do that. Yeah, this was the first one, but then yeah, of course. But yeah, like, do you remember a video? There might have been some kind of a video where they put together clips from the movie for this, but I don't really remember. This isn't a song that was like a hit because of a video. I think that this song took the music industry by surprise at the time. Because it's really got a lot going against it, wouldn't you say? It's weird. Yeah. But Kenny Loggins hadn't really done anything like this before. You know, I mean, I don't really like much about Loggins and Messina, so... Yeah, and he didn't really do anything like this again. I mean, no. the, for example, Danger Zone, right? <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with this, you know. No. Yeah, it's a really odd song. And he's got a great body of work, whether it's with, the, like, for example, the uh, stuff that he did with Steve Perry or Stevie Nicks or other people with the name Steve, you know. But <laughs> but he's he's done a lot. And uh, someone that you really need to check into beyond a greatest hits, wouldn't you agree? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a huge Kenny Loggins fan. 
honestly, just certain songs and uh Yeah, but see you'll you will never find a Kenny Loggins t shirt like in my closet, right? Yeah. But he he's kind of always surprising when you start to like check out his work, it's like, oh he did that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh that too. You know, it's it's like he's got a pretty varied, interesting body of work. Whether it's his stuff with Loggins and Messina or every yeah. everything else he's done. But then like um what's the there's another song on Footloose that's real that's great. Um Heaven Help the Man, you know that one? Yeah, yeah. And I like the one from um Over the Top Meet Me Halfway. I like that song. It's real corny. But oh, you know what? He did the Caddyshack 2 song, uh, Nobody's Fool. That's probably my favorite Kenny Loggins song. I love that song. I've never heard it. Yeah, you have. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. Well, you've heard it. Because it, it doesn't say Nobody's Fool. Look, you wouldn't get know the song by Nobody's Fool because that's not like the real the the lyrics on the hook. Uh, how does right. it? Oh, it's like, I'm going all the way. Sooner or later, gonna love so. You know, you remember that? No, that's a great. But song. I love it whenever I get you to sing. It's it's <laughs> always brings me joy. For years, it'll bring me joy because I'll be able to play this over again. That's funny because you know they asked him to do a song for Caddyshack Two, and so he does a song that's completely different from what I'm All Right was. You know. A song like that, a, that that a gopher couldn't actually dance to. <laughs> there's like no similarity between those two songs. Right. And with that sound, we know that it's time to do a bonus song. And here is Kenny Loggins. What's this bonus song from the Caddyshack 2? I've never seen the movie. Oh, not not a very good movie. With, uh, what's his name, Jackie... What's his name? What The guy... He was the rabbi on The Simpsons, um, the comedian. Ugh, can't remember his name now. He kind of took on the Rodney Dangerfield role, but hey, yeah. Hey. Jackie Mason. Yeah, Jackie Mason. Yeah, I, I oh don't. Oh my god, maybe I have good. seen this. This was on HBO, like. Oh yeah, it's one of those cable movies. It's one of those movies that flopped in the theater and then got played on cable nonstop. You know. Yeah. Its budget was twenty five million, and it made eleven point eight at the uh, box office. So, that's... well, what year did it come out? It was like a long nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, so like they wait eight years, and then they put out this. And how are you going to make Caddyshack two without Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> right, like what's the point? And Harold Ramis was behind the screenplay. Yikes! I don't think, I don't, yeah, I don't think Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, nobody's in it. It's just like completely different people, if I remember right. The Gophers got to be in it, right? Yeah, for yeah. Well, yeah, the the Gopher didn't have any choice about coming back. Everybody else from the movie said no thing. Written by Brian Doyle Murray, Harold Ramis, and Doug Kenny. Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray is uh, Brian Doyle Murray plays the like the guy that's in charge of the caddies in Caddyshack. You know, pick that up. Like I always, that's one of the things I do all the time is uh, I'll say, pick that up when somebody's around and there's something on the floor. I'll say, pick, pick that up because it's Brian Doyle Murray from the original Caddyshack. All right. And you know who else is on the Caddyshack 2 soundtrack? Who? Cheap Trick. <laughs> I think it's Money. I think it's yeah, the terrible yeah. version of Money. Ugh, that song is so bad. All right. We'll introduce it. All right. So this is the theme from Caddyshack 2 by Kenny Loggins. They... 
apparently they were like, hey, it worked out the first time. You want to write us another song? And he gave them a song that is completely different in style from the I'm Alright, it's called Nobody's Fool.
there you go. Nobody's fool. Kenny Loggins. Brian, it was great to have you on the show. Do you want to come back and do where we turn the tables? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. All right, excellent. All right, well, we will see you all on the next episode of your Fun Size Show. Say see ya. See ya. Actually, I should say, say see ya, Brian. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. No, you're supposed to say see ya, Brian. <laughs> see ya, Brian. Why, why am I supposed to say see ya to myself? <laughs> and that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network. A concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying... Remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey! Oh, it's like, I'm going all the way. Sooner or later, gonna love so. You know, you remember that? No.